0: Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where we connect and collaborate with experts in the industry, published authors, and fascinating people. As a chief inspirational officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, their talents, and their self-worth, otherwise known as that self-esteem factor. People matter, self-worth matters, and time matters. When it all aligns, everything works. This week, we have Jenny Chatama with us, and she is a community-driven professional. Jenny created and developed a Christ-centered yoga studio offering donation-based yoga weekly and a monthly group for women to gather. Her mission is to cultivate love and unity while also giving back to the community. And so you can tell why we have Jenny um, with us on today's podcast episode. So Jenny, welcome to this episode. Thank you so
1: much, Marlo.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. What a delight. And here's the story. I find Jenny one of those fascinating people who has just a really amazing story as being, you know, a business owner. But but like Jenny says, I mean, there's a multitude of things that you put focus to. But, um, but there's a lot about who you are and why people need to hear this episode. And so take us, Jenny, from, you know, from the beginning of, um, you know, how you decided to get into the yoga studio and um, the path that's taken you to to create it?
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, first I just want to thank you for asking me to be on your podcast. I um, when I met you at the Woman Up uh, conference at House of Hope, I was just like kind of taken back by you and your presence and just how inspirational you were, and then. Um, bumping into, again, like a week later, um, through the Cedar Rapids Economic Alliance, and I'm like, you know, thinking to myself, like, there's some divine intervention happening here, so. <laughs> mm,
0: totally. To
1: say, Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. No,
0: and there's synergy, and, and that's why I said, I mean, you're just one of those people that, that really kind of stands out, but but like you said, I mean, you've worked with your husband and his business, but you also have kind of created and developed your own, so Um, Tell us a little bit about those two platforms specifically.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I started a yoga studio called Be The Light Yoga, um, and um, the doors opened last May, so just May um, 2017. And um, it's been a rather interesting journey, I I really do think, in getting there. I have only recently really kind of over the last few years started doing yoga, um, and this kind of vision, if you will um, of developing uh, a yoga studio kind of came out of nowhere, honestly. I mean like i said i'm I'm familiar with like working out in the fitness industry. Um, I've been competing um, in fitness competitions over the last uh, five, six years, and I'm actually currently um, hold the title as an NGA Bikini Pro, and so for me, I've been used to kind of like working out, but um, the yoga portion um, seemed to kind of pop out of nowhere. And you know, it's kind of I really think through a journey of self-discovery is where the yoga studio um, kind of began. And if I'm going to be perfectly honest. Um, I feel like the story kind of needs to start at the beginning and kind of shine um, a light into kind of a darker time from where I was at. And so for me, um, my I'm from Cedar Rapids. I grew up here um, in a very loving kind of caring household, um, myself and my older brother. And um, during my senior year, my dad, um, he'd actually – he was diagnosed with hepatitis C in my freshman year of high school, and during that time, nobody kind of really knew what that was, and um, by the time it hit my senior year, um, his health had really taken a turn for the worse, and we were a very, very, very close, close-knit family. I would have said that my dad was probably like my best friend. Um, I look just like him. A lot of people now as i was kind of growing into my adult years have said that, you know, my smile and my laugh, everything, it just kind of reminds me of my father. And so, um, But during that time, it was really difficult on us, on, on my mom and on myself and my brother. And um, my dad had, had received a liver transplant from the University of Iowa um, right before Christmas break my senior year, and he remained in the hospital for about six, nine months, and um, closer to graduation, his body was rejecting that, and he actually needed a second liver transplant and was lucky enough to receive one, Um, but his body, he just, he couldn't make it, and so uh, he passed away right after I graduated high school, which this is going to tell you how old I am, but (laughs) um, he passed away in the fall of 1999 Mm, and my plan up until that point as a young person as an 18 year old person you know my plan my best friend had um, graduated early and moved out to Los Angeles and her sister owned a really successful restaurant um, in uh, downtown Pasadena and so she took off my plan was to join her and, you know, kind of live it up uh, in California, I'd go to community college and just kind of figure out life, you know, out what I wanted to do because I didn't really know. Um, but that moment of my father passing just, I mean, it was like my world stopped. It really, it really was. And from then on, it just kind of put me down this really dark past that I don't even think that I was prepared for, to be honest. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I started, I got into drinking. I mean, it was something that I kind of dabbled in. As a person that's in high school, I think some people, I mean, I like to think that, you know, a lot of kids kind of dabble in that of parties and things like that. But um, it was way beyond that at this point. I was, drinking um you know to the point of blackout pretty much every night um for the next couple years after my dad passed and you know i i was working as a waitress or like a bartender server during that time and so i didn't really think anything of that because that's just what everybody else was doing they were getting off work and we were going to drink and that's just kind of what it was but um you know, as the years went on, a couple years later, um, I was introduced to cocaine. And that had been something that I'd been offered numerous times at different parties and things like that. And, you know, as I mentioned, I grew up in in a really kind of close-knit family. And so I was really nervous to do stuff like that. Like that really wasn't something that I would have thought that I would ever do. And in fact, I'd been offered it numerous times and turned it down. And, you know, I think when you get to a point in life, and especially for me during that time, that, you know, I wasn't, I didn't know who I was. I was so just lost. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't think anybody can really prepare you for something like that, especially as a younger person. You know, I mean, you just put so much. Um, into your parents just being there for the rest of your lives, you know, that I think I I just did not know what to do. And right. so when I was offered it then, um, you know, I thought, gosh, alcohol just really isn't quite doing it for me anymore. And um, I figured kind of why not try it? And so from then on, it just over the next probably, oh, eight years. It was just a combination of um, cocaine and alcohol. And that's kind of how my life was. Now, granted, during that time, um, I had managed to, I went to school actually for massage therapy. <laughs> mm, right. And, um, you know, thought that that's what I was going to do. I ended up going to Capri College as well uh, for aesthetics, which is skincare. And I got a degree in that. And I, I worked at, a couple different salons and, um, you know, so it wasn't like I was completely, you know, living on the streets and um, homeless. You know, I think that I still had all these things in my life, but ultimately internally, I just wasn't happy.
0: Wow. So,
1: you know. What was
0: it? I mean, was there a turnkey moment for you? I mean, so spending almost 10 years, and um you know, in that discovery phase of just feeling lost in who you are, what was your turnkey, Jenny? What was it that brought you um you know with the ability to be you know a top national gym association model bikini model go on to you know being a businesswoman? what what turned that around for you
1: you know i I've thought about this and I've spoke about this before, and <clears throat> There was a moment, so my husband and I met when I was um, just before I turned 26, and when we both met, we were kind of wild together, (laughs) and um, it was about a year into our relationship, and it was actually on Christmas, and I had been raised in a Christian household, but during the time after my father's death, um, you know, it was kind of like God who, I completely had closed the door onto any kind of a spiritual life. And so um, fast forward now, um, my husband, well, then boyfriend, um, you know, we'd been dating for a year and we had a rather interesting uh, night on this particular Christmas. And he ended up getting into an altercation with a good friend of his who, um, because there were drugs and alcohol involved, And from that moment on, both he and I actually together, we both had the same feeling of, you know, I think that we should, we need to take a look at our life here and kind of figure out what we're doing. And we both had the same feeling or kind of tug in our heart that we need to get back to church. And we both looked at each other, two people who had not stepped a foot in a church in he was probably in the same boat as me because he had actually lost his mom a couple years after, um, after I had lost my dad. So that was a big kind of common denominator for the both of us is that we both lost a parent. Right. And so, um, you know, I think that moment was kind of a defining moment of, you know, like what are we doing? We need to take a, a good look at this. And so from then on we started going to church. Um, I became very active in our church, um, I was involved, um, kind of facilitating a group. Um, uh, We were volunteering. I was taking communion to homebound parishioners, um, speaking at church, things like that. Um, So, you know, for me, I was, I was, I began doing these things that I kind of thought were going to cure me, if you will. Um, Not wanting to really address the internal issues, just thinking, like, hey. You know, I enjoyed doing these things and helping others and feeling like what I did mattered. but I still wasn't addressing the internal issue. And in fact, I was still drinking and even using drugs, not as much, but you know, the problem for me is that I would have, I would say, like, I can't even tell you how many times I said i'm I'm done drinking. I can't do this. And it became a point of where, I was just drinking on the weekends, or maybe it wasn't even every weekend. In fact, I could go, you know, like three months without a single drop. But as soon as I put that one, it was like one sip, and then it, was, it would send me on, you know, like this weekend bender. And so the last time, I'm actually, tomorrow, Marlo, is my um, three-year anniversary of sobriety.
0: <laughs> wow, that is a huge step. So, you
1: know, I just, my, my final, my final drink or kind of the final nail in the coffin was that I just, I was so sick of the roller coaster and I had been working on myself. I had been doing all these things on my own to um, try to improve who I was as a human being and drawing closer to God. Because for me, I just felt like that's where it was at, you know, like, I'd been in these super dark places that I knew I never wanted to go back to, but I couldn't figure it out on my own. I just couldn't. I felt like I'd honestly exhausted all of my resources. And so I had to say when I had to throw my hands up and say, you know what, God, I give up. I need help. And so I chose, um, I chose to take part in a 12 step program and that was the best decision that I, I could have possibly made for myself. And, you know, from an outsider standpoint, most people, unless you were like in my direct, immediate circle partying right along with me, most people were really like shocked to find out, like, you have a problem? What? You're kidding. I mean, I had family members were so who were good like, at hiding yeah, it, right? Right? It was just, right. Yeah, it just
0: was <laughs> an element of you. Wow. So how did you connect these things together? So, you know, now you you got into yoga. How did you get into yoga? And then how did you create Be The Light Yoga for other people?
1: Yeah, so um, I had gotten into yoga. I have a a good friend who owns um, a um, hot yoga studio here in town. So that's how I was first introduced to it. Um, But again, I randomly, I was sitting at a conference at um, an event for Prairie Woods here in town, and I was sitting at this conference, and I just had this random feeling. I was sitting with a group of people, and we were talking about, like, what could we do to kind of put our stamp on the community or to maybe make an impact? And this vision, I'm not kidding you, it, like, came out of nowhere, and I'm like, I'm going to offer free yoga to bring people together. And then I kind of like sat back and <laughs> looked at myself like, Jenny, you don't even do yoga.
0: <laughs> but there was something there for you. Yeah. There, was. Was. What, there was. What, what, what's been the healing component? Because they're obviously through this journey that you've been on and how you're touching lives, you know, um, how how did that come together? I mean, for you. So you have to step into it. And it's got to be a little bit scary then now to, somewhat be a a business owner to, you know, develop the process of bringing that to life. How did you approach it?
1: Well, you know, so I decided what I had to do. So when I actually had that vision, it was prior to me um, getting involved in the 12-step program. And so my first, the first thing I had to do, I had to admit that I needed help. So that's what I did. I went and got help, went to a 12-step program, you know, worked on myself to work these things out because I knew in order for me To be whole and to really put my best foot forward before I could help anyone else, I had to help myself. So that's what I did first. And then from there, I decided to go to yoga teacher training. And along the way, I had gotten a couple offers to teach at a few studios here in town, and I did. And I kind of lost track of, like, what my dream and my vision was. And it was after being exhausted at teaching. I was teaching at two studios. I was teaching to a high school dance squad, um, you know, and on top of being a business manager for our family company, and I was kind of running myself ragged. And so one day I had um, watched the news one evening, and I remember I was actually getting my nails done. (laughs) And I was driving home, and I just started crying because I felt like, oh, my goodness, there's so much hurt in this world. You know, like, what, God, what, what are you asking of me? Like, what can I do to possibly, like, make a dent, you know, or to help inspire someone else? And it came back to me. Like, Jenny, you had this idea, this thought of offering free yoga to bring our neighbors, our community together, and just through love. And, you know, so I came back to that. And so this was kind of last fall, and I was lucky enough to have, Uh, this space that's within our uh, family uh, business where um, I've been given the opportunity to offer this class. And so initially um, the yoga studio, Be the Light, you know, I couldn't figure out a name. I was going between a couple of different names and I thought like, what does this studio really represent? And so you can see it a little bit more clearly on our logo, but it's just like, You know, we each have this light within each of us that this gift, this calling that we are kind of meant to live, you know, and this just radiates from our heart. And for so long, I just dimmed that light, you know, whether it was for, um, you know, seeking validation through other people, thinking I wasn't good enough, you know, I compromised so much of my own self that I just have, through all this other work, I've grown way past that. And I just feel like we, myself included, just have this light that needs to be shared with the world. And if we all came together, you know, even in our own little communities, if we could come together and, and share that and celebrate that and encourage others to do the same, like, wow, that could really be life-changing. And so that's kind of where the name Be the Light um, came from. and um you know, it started off as just one little donation-based yoga class. It's uh, now we, we offer a women's group uh, to gather women together to kind of share or do life together and also kind of support one another in our walk with, with Christ. Uh, we also started... Um, a volunteer opportunity within the community. So the second Friday of every month we come together and we volunteer at Green Square Meals, which helps to provide a a hot meal to those in need. And, um, you know, it just continues to grow. And I honestly, Marlo, I try not to put any pressure on it or, you know, I I really try to pray about it and just kind of see, you know, like where are you calling this little tiny yoga studio, like, wh- where are you calling us, God? Where do you want us to go? Wow,
0: and it's your gathering space. And so you can just hear through. Do you have a website that um, that we can find out more about Be The Light Yoga? <laughs> <laughs> so I late. mean,
1: this would be really great if I did. I'm, I'm working on it. You know, it's this little, like I said, we started off as one class, and it just continues to grow, and so – I think I, I should start putting on my big girl pants and doing. <laughs> there more. you
0: go. Um, this might just be pushing <laughs> you forward to that um, that calling because more people, yeah. as they listen to this, can hear um, you know the healing that is coming through you um, through through this opportunity that you've been given to um, create this space for other people. Like you said, I mean you've been very vulnerable in in your own discovery process and your healing process, but you know, being called to do the things that you're doing, um, in addition to, like, you know, helping out and being a business owner, and then aligning this and being a community, you know, giver and a volunteer, so many powerful alignments. So um, maybe this is your tipping point. We challenge you as a community here um, to show up to be your best self, because as I stated, you know, that's you know, as a chief inspirational officer, you know, people have values, and we have to unearth that. We have to develop people to step into that and to challenge themselves in a way that um, that they're called to do. So no pressure, but uh, maybe a challenge <laughs> <I> <laughs> that, that. Um, people can um, tap into. So this is just absolutely fantastic. So um, in closing, what, um, what bit of advice do you have for us, Jenny, as we, you know, are listening to you go through this journey? I mean, what is one word of advice that we can hear from you about, um, you know, how you've taken the steps to, to step into your own self and to put your oxygen mask on to save yourself first? Um, what advice do you have for us?
1: You know, I, recently I was at a conference in Phoenix, and I heard a woman say, you know, it's kind of a slap in the face to our creator if we are not living in alignment with who we were created to be. And I just love that because I think, you know, we owe it to ourselves to show up for our vision and our dream each day, you know, not be on autopilot, but put yourself and drive and go, Right? Absolutely. Go with with what, you know, inspires you because it inspires you for a reason. Right, right. Oh,
0: I fully believe in that. And, yeah, that's what I developed my brand after because it's absolutely true. I mean, we're all given a purpose here. And, um, yeah, it's selfish, right, if we don't really align to it and then bring more of it because that's really what we are being called to do. So this has just been fantastic. So to learn more about Jenny Chathamahs, who is a community giver, a be-the-light yogi master, I mean, all of these beautiful things, and and just a woman of um, of power within your own right. You can visit our website at marlohiggins.com where you can learn how to connect to Jenny's different resources and add her to your circle of influence. And we want to thank you for joining us today, Jenny. This has just been absolutely enlightening, and um, we very much appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much, Marlo. It's my pleasure.
0: Absolutely. And uh, congrats on your 36-month sobriety. That is just a catalyst moment for you. (laughs) So we do invite you to share this podcast with others, and thank you in advance for your partnership. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and chief inspirational officer. Have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you.